Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hi, friends and faithful listeners. You've tuned into the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely Thursday morning. So let's go ahead and begin a new chapter of John. We are in John chapter 14 this morning, and we are just flying through the book of John. Let's see how many chapters are left. There's only, yeah, there's only seven more chapters, including today's. So yeah, we are flying through John. We are almost completely through it, but we will be moving into season six of the podcast very, very soon, because as you guys know, I do my Old Testament episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And so the Old Testament episodes is actually what I align the seasons to. And when I begin a new book of the Old Testament, I will begin a a new season of the podcast. So we're almost done with the book of Deuteronomy over on the Old Testament side of stuff. And so, yeah, we're going to be moving into season six of the podcast quite quickly. But anyway, let's read John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14 today. Make sure to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea if you haven't already, and also your Bible. And let's enjoy the reading and discussing of God's word. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many homes. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be there also. You know where I go and you know the way. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you such a long time, and do you not know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how do you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I tell you, I speak not from myself, but the Father who lives in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Most certainly I tell you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and he will do greater works than these, because I am going to my Father. Whatever you will ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. Okay, so Jesus' disciples were very distressed at this point because Jesus was about to die. Jesus had just said that somebody from their group betrayed him. And Jesus also said that he was going away. So the disciples were probably super confused and just very distressed because they didn't quite understand what was going on. And uh, they, they were scared, obviously. So Jesus knew this. And so he says to his disciples, don't let your heart be troubled. I mean, What's really cool about that is that Jesus is about to die. This is a horrific thing, but yet he tells his disciples to not allow their hearts to be troubled. And why? It's because, you know, Jesus was going to do a good thing. Jesus knew what he was doing, that in the end, it was going to be glorifying. It was going to save humanity. It was going to be a good thing. So he tells his disciples, 
Don't allow your hearts to be troubled over this. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Instead of allowing your hearts to be troubled, just believe. Believe in what I'm about to do. Believe in the Father. Believe in me. Which, by the way, is also Jesus uh, equating himself with God the Father once again. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Then he says the very famous portion, in my father's house are many homes. Other versions translate it as many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be there also. So Jesus was going to the cross. He was going there freely so that he could prepare a place in heaven for those who were about to believe in him and those who already did believe in him. I always kind of think like, man, like heaven has to be huge to be able to hold as many people as I think it needs to probably. Like I'm always like, man, I really hope that there's enough space in heaven. (laughs) I'm sure other people have had that thought. I hope I'm not alone on that, but I've truly had that thought. I actually had it recently where I'm just like, man, heaven has to be huge, doesn't it? To be able to hold all the past, present and future Christians ever. But yet Jesus calms that fear a little bit that there's not room. You know, there's there's enough room. There's enough room for you. There's enough room for me. There's enough room for anybody who receives Christ as their savior. That's what Jesus says. In my father's house are many homes or many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. <laughs> like Jesus says, like if there weren't homes, like for example, let's just talk about the I think it's the Jehovah's Witnesses that believe that only 144,000 can enter into heaven. Like, don't you think that would be a really important thing for Jesus to say? Like, hey, there's only 144,000 slots here in heaven, so you better fill it up fast. Kind of like a first come, first serve sort of deal. But no, that's not what Jesus said. There's plenty of room in the Father's house. There is room enough for everybody And everybody who accepts Jesus will have a home made for them in heaven. So then he says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you to myself that where I am, you may be there also. Personally, I think this is Jesus talking about the end when he comes again the second time. He's going to receive everyone to himself. It says that the dead in Christ will rise first and then everybody else after that will be lifted up into heaven and will live with Jesus forever, basically. I think that's what Jesus is talking about here. That during the second coming, he will come again to receive everyone to himself. In other words, he will receive all of us to come and live with him in heaven forever in eternal comfort. That where I am, you may be there also. You know where I go and you know the way. And so um, Thomas, who cracks me up, Out of all the disciples that Jesus has, like, well, they all kind of crack me up. But Thomas is just so funny. Anytime Thomas says something, it's just so, it's so negative or snarky or (laughs) just something. Like, Thomas was definitely a character. Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? (laughs) So at least he was honest. Like, that's one thing about Thomas. At least he wasn't a liar. Like, when he doubted, he said he doubted. Like, when he didn't understand something. He said it clearly. He's like, I don't get it. Lord, we don't know where you're going. (laughs) So Jesus says to him, he doesn't exactly 
per se answer the question, I think the way Thomas was expecting it to be answered, Jesus says to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so uh, Jesus is, uh, is answering this question by saying to Thomas, you do know the way because I am the way. You know exactly the way. You know the way to the Father because I am that way. So in other words, nobody, not one person on earth, can come close to the Father without going through Jesus first. Sorry, but there is one path to heaven, and that one path is through Jesus. I don't care what your friend said about this new age belief. I don't care what uh, this pastor that you listen to on YouTube has said. I don't care what this prophet says. There is one way to the Father. There is only one way to please the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. If you do not believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again on the third day, then you cannot have a relationship with God the Father. There is one way to God the Father. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. This is kind of uh, curious, I think, for Philip to say this. And even Jesus kind of thinks the same thing. He's like, I've been with you for so long, Philip. How do you not know that I am the way to the Father? How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? I mean, that's like the fifth or sixth time I feel like Jesus has said this in the past couple chapters, that him and the Father are one. The words that I tell you, I speak not for myself, but the Father who lives me, lives in me does his work. There, that's, that's another part that Jesus continually restates is that his words are not his own. It's actually the Father speaking through Jesus to talk to the world. In a way, Jesus was the mouthpiece for God the Father. So together, collectively, Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, all three of them, were working to bring salvation to the world together. This is why I don't like when people are like, oh, God the Father sent Jesus down to kill him. As if Jesus wasn't a part of that plan, as if Jesus had like no free will, Jesus was working side by side with the Father completely 100% of the time, along with the Holy Spirit, so that all of them could bring salvation to the world. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. So in other words, Jesus says, well, if you can't get behind the idea that I and the Father are one. At least believe in the works that I was doing. And he actually said that to the Jews as well, the Jewish people and the, and the Pharisees. He said this multiple times where he's like, okay, if you can't believe that I am God, at least believe in me because of all these miracles that I'm doing, because you can tell that they are from God. At least believe in me because of the works that I do. Most certainly I tell you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and he will do greater works than these because I am going to my father. So anybody who believes in Jesus as their personal savior, like a true Christian who truly believes in Jesus, who truly serves Christ. There are plenty of Christians out there that say that they do these things, but don't actually do them. That's why I say a true Christian can, in fact, do some of the things that Jesus does. And in fact, some of those works were even going to be greater is what Jesus says. Here's what it says. And he will do greater works than these because I am going to my father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it 
that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. So the disciples were probably shocked to hear that they could, in fact, do as great of works in the world as Jesus did. The reason the disciples would be able to do these great works is so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, which is why Jesus says that anything you do in my name, or anything you ask, I'm sorry, in my name, I will do it. So this doesn't mean that, you know, you and me can just be like, I pray for this person I don't like over here to be struck down in Jesus's name. That's not what this means at all. Notice that it says it has to be something that the Father will be glorified by so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So it's not just like a gumball machine where you like put the quarter in, you twist it a few times and the gumball comes out. That's that's not what this is. You know, you can't just pray to God the Father in Jesus's name and expect to just get stuff, you know, just expect to get whatever you want. But that's not how it works. The person saying the prayers has to be aligned with the Father and with the Son and also with the Holy Spirit, obviously, to be able to do anything in Jesus's name. It has to be in complete alignment with God the Father and Jesus because it must glorify God. There's actually a verse in James that talks about how Christians aren't actually getting what they want, first and foremost, because they aren't asking. <laughs> Secondly, they're asking for, for what they want with wrong motives. Where James says, you don't ask God the Father for stuff using Jesus' name with wrong motives. Your heart has to be aligned with God the Father. I actually watched a very interesting YouTube video last night where the guy was talking about prayer. And he said that you can say as many words as you want during prayer, but that's not actually what God is listening to. God is listening to your heart. And that was actually really groundbreaking for me because I'm very wordy when I pray. <laughs> but it's not so much the words we say, it's more of our heart. And our heart has to be aligned with God. It has to be aligned with the truth. And it has to be aligned also with the fruits of the Spirit. So that's what Jesus means when he says that you're going to do greater works than me. And also that when you ask anything in my name, I will do it for you. And honestly, this ends up happening. The disciples do go out into all the world and they perform miracles. There are plenty of miracles that both Paul and Peter are recorded to have done not to mention plenty of other disciples as well, who went out into the world and spoke what Jesus spoke. So this is a very empowering passage for us. This is Jesus giving us authority to do things in his name. This is Jesus giving you authority to do miracles. If you had faith enough to do miracles, this is Jesus giving you the authority to do that. This is Jesus giving you authority to do great things in his name. However, we do have to have that faith. That's why I've never performed a miracle before. <laughs> because I don't think, I don't know if I have enough faith. I don't know. I know in Western culture, we lack a lot of faith to be able to see miracles, whereas people in poorer countries, 
don't. There's recorded miracles happening all the time from Christians in poorer countries. So we need to have the faith, but we also have to have the heart that is totally aligned with God's will so that our core desire is actually to bring Jesus and God the Father as much glory as we possibly can. Faithful listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and you guys are just awesome listeners. Thank you to everybody across the states and around the world that has been tuning in recently. And if you like the podcast, please share it on your social media platforms. And also tell people that it exists and share it with somebody that you think might need today's episode. Anyway, guys, I will see you all tomorrow for an episode out of Deuteronomy. I hope to see you then, bright and early, 6 a.m. or whenever you choose to wake up. Happy listening and God bless. Bye.